Hello and welcome to the show. We've mentioned Lightware Visual Engineering in recent news bulletins and ever since they produced the world's first DVI matrix switcher, they've been manufacturing high quality video matrices and extenders for demanding mission critical environments with a strong background in live events. Yeah, so we thought it was about time to catch up with them to find out why matrix switches really are interesting. And we're delighted to welcome Felix Knight, who's the technical director in the UK and runs the UK office. Welcome to the show, Felix. Good to see you. Hi, guys. Good to see you. Uh, thanks for having me. Yeah, it's a pleasure. So, Felix, for those who may not know Lightware, can you quickly bring us up to speed with a quick overview? Sure. Uh, Lightware is a professional AV manufacturer based out of uh, Budapest. And um, we've been making professional video equipment for uh, the live events and branching into corporate and other spaces for about uh, 13 years, 15 years. <laughs> um, yeah, yeah we, we do a lot of stuff based in, you know, really reliable and uh, good quality uh, engineering. It's a very engineering led company. Cool. There's some history there. So in the recent news, we reported on how you've worked with Epic Games London Innovation Lab as it works towards specifying a, 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 a standard design, if you like, for extended reality. What, why do you think we're seeing so much XR? Um, I think there's there's two things. I think the the pandemic and the lockdown and sort of the closure of some more traditional sort of studio spaces has prompted people to um, experiment a bit more and um, and uh, you know explore what's possible. I also feel it's just a natural evolution of um, of what we were seeing before as well. You know, you were seeing a lot of LED make its way into studio environments and um, the LED just got better and better. The processes got better and better. Um, and if you think about the, you know, the alternative, which is really green screen technology, the ability for the people in the space to interact with um, with what's being displayed or what the user might, uh, what the um, yeah. viewer might see is uh, is a really big advance. And um, the the sort of other side of that has been the, um, the sort of increasing capability of the real time rendering, which is where, you know, the Epic and the Unreal part comes into it. That's also uh, been um, been really well developed. I guess the, the sort of one of the big showpiece examples would have to be um the mandalorian tv show and the, the behind the scenes package they they put together on that people have been doing this for a while now but i feel like that particular piece really um got it got a good exposure and uh got a lot of people thinking about oh well maybe i'll do this as well yeah absolutely yeah. so tell us a little bit more uh following on from that then uh the role lightware are playing in the xr environment Sure. I mean, it's it's kind of the role we play in in every environment. It's really the um, the sort of infrastructure for the the digital video signals. You know, these very high bandwidth um, signals, which uh, you know, there's a lot of um, requirements in terms of making sure everything gets transmitted from A to B in the correct way. I mean, if you take standards like HDMI and DisplayPort. The, the standards are designed around, you've got a source device, you've got a sync device, and you connect them up with one cable. Now, 
the real world doesn't always fit into that little box. And um, that's where we provide the solutions to, you know, expand from going one source to multiple destinations, extending the signals over, um, over the distance you can do on a standard copper cable or an HDMI or DisplayPort cable, and really just providing that infrastructure to uh, be able to expand the system and, you know, incorporate incorporate it into larger designs, larger studios, larger larger LED walls. You know, it's these, yeah. it, if you're doing a small, um, very simple setup, you probably won't need a lightwear product. But once you start going into these larger spaces and these more complicated designs, that's where um, we provide that infrastructure and we, we sort of make everything work. So you say in these larger spaces and uh, uh, you're talking about the length of cable, I'm wondering, is latency ever an issue here? Uh, it it def most certainly is. Um, as our background has been in the live events arena uh, from the very beginning, um, latency has always been a very key design principle for Lightwear. Um, it's, it's important that our products don't add any latency into the system. Obviously, you know, we yeah. talk about zero frame delay, all, all, you know, electromagnetic signals traveling through mediums are going to have some, some degree of latency, but it's about yeah. keeping it as, uh, as low as possible. I mean, we've seen a lot of marketing around devices claiming to be zero mm. latency, but, um, you know, there's, there's, there's real world limits, but the idea is that, um, yeah. with our products, as we aren't doing any image processing or, um, you know, altering the signal, we're really just, uh, trying to get it from A to B and do reclocking and equalizing and clean it up so that it's as good as when it left the source device. Um, but yeah, in terms of processing it or touching it, altering it, that's not anything we do. Mm. So I guess latency is obviously key, but are there any other important video requirements um, that you've got to consider in an XR system? Sure. I mean, the, the latency comes into one of the big ones, which is synchronization. You, if you're building a large LED wall and you're, um, you know, you've got multiple processors displaying images, um, you know, in one wall, you might have multiple signals. Those signals need to be synchronized, especially in your, uh, in your XR environment, because you're going to see tearing, you're going to see artifacts at that join if the mm. signals aren't, uh, aren't in sync. And so with our products, if the signals are going in synchronized because we're not um, altering or um, you know doing any processing on it, they come out synchronized. That's that's one of the the key the key pieces there. The other side of it is the um, is the bit depth. You know, in if you're going to point a camera at an LED wall and uh, you want it to look good, there's a certain amount of uh, color and uh, picture quality that that you need to achieve. Um, so going to higher bit depths. 10-bit, 12-bit, um, and also once you do that, you are also starting to think about using uh, the expanded color space, the Rec 2020 color space. Essentially, some of the things that, that uh, come out of the HDR standard that you see with HDMI 2.0 and DisplayPort 2.1, um, when those those pieces are really important to to kind of get the, the the best quality or the quality that you need um, from the LED wall, so it, it does tie into 
the HDR standards as well. And so I'm, I'm, I'm to say you're, you're, you're probably not doing this alone. You know, you've got the, the, the partners with the LED walls doing, you know, making it a reality. You're one part of this. What kind of other products are you, are you, are you working with? What, what else is going on in this environment? Sure. I, I guess from the nature of our products, we've always been working with different, uh, different brands, different manufacturers. I mean, we are the bits that join uh, device A to device B. So there's always been, um, you know, we've got a long history of collaboration with, um, with different manufacturers. You know, we've got uh, a history with Disguise. Disguise um, have always cool. done a very good job at, at what they do. And um, we see our products used with them fairly regularly. On the uh, LED side, I think Brompton are really, really the you know leading the way as far as I'm sure. concerned in, in this yeah. space. They are producing a lot of uh, features and capabilities that are directly tied into um, these environments. You know, solving problems that you only know about once you you have the experience of actually trying to put these things together. I mean, these XR systems on paper they they might seem a little bit more simple than they are in real life. There's a lot of challenges to actually get these things to okay. to work stably. Hence, um, you know, the work we've, we've we're doing with Epic, where it's you know they they are tasked with with advising people how do we make these systems work, and uh, it's it's definitely a challenge. Yeah. So, if we hone in on maybe the MX2 platform, I mean, am I right in saying there's two versions of the MX2? You've got a standalone and then a user configurable configurable one. Um, yeah. And so, what sort of configurations can you have on that one? Sure. I mean, in the standalone matrices, there is um, large. It's by and large a uh, the different variants are different mixes between. Um, HDMI 2.0 and DisplayPort 1.2 connectivity. Um, so the the modular matrix gives you the option to sort of completely customize that that mix how you would like. You know, you can come in HDMI 2.0 and come out DisplayPort 1.2, for example. Um, beyond that, it's also integrated with our different extension technologies. So we've got um, fiber extenders that you can come in, come out on. Um, and we're due to be releasing our, our copper CAT-X extenders. Um, beyond that, the, the MX2M is also designed with a lot of capabilities in mind for the future. So um, there's a completely separate audio cross point. You can uh, take in Dante, uh, in and out Dante audio. Um, we are working on a KVM solution as well. So you'll be able to use it as a KVM switcher. And also, um, finally, a, a, you know, a new thing for us will be to have uh, some image processing capabilities. So we're thinking about an output board that has an image processor in it, which will allow you to do stuff like multi-viewers, uh, seamless switching, scaling, Typically, we stayed away from those technologies because inherently they add the, the latency, the frame delay. But we also recognize it would be a, a good option to um, incorporate onto the onto this new modular matrix. Um, another idea that we are um, exploring is, is the potential to incorporate AV, AV over IP technology into this kind of traditional AV switcher. So you could have a sort of hybrid between um, uh, between the traditional AV world and AV over IP. Yeah. Get the best of both worlds, hopefully. 
And how I, I'm, I'm sort of wondering as well how you might monitor. You, you've, I'm thinking you've got some tools in there that will help you analyze and monitor what's going on with all of these. I mean, it's complicated. Sure, yeah. I mean, we've always done really well with our diagnostic tools and uh, the information we provide back to the end user. Because as you say, it's um, particularly with XR, you've got a, you may have a complicated signal chain and you want to be able to verify that the signal is going through um, in the, you know, the, the parameters aren't changing as it goes through a certain device and back into the system. You, you want to be able to measure all of these things. Um, typically, we, we have our frame detector tool, which is kind of like a, um, you could think of it like a bit like an oscilloscope for a video signal. It's sort of measuring the, all of the signal timings. Um, and beyond that, we are, uh, we always try to display all of the information available from the chipsets that we end up using. You know, we, we will pick a chipset because we yeah. like the capabilities. Those chips inherently have registers that you know have data on them, and we provide that data mm -hmm. to um, to to the end user. So it's not like we're putting in specific hardware just to measure everything. A lot of the measurements are already there. We're just we're just providing that and displaying it in our control protocol. Yeah. So just rounding up, Felix, what do you? How do you see the future for XR in maybe five years time? I. I I know it's going to become a lot more widespread because um, I, uh, due to the nature of TV and film, we can't talk too much about the projects that we're involved in. But what I can say is there's a lot of things being built now that aren't going away. And if anything, it's, it's only going to be um, more widespread. I mean, the, it, yes, they are, ex they are relatively expensive studios to build, but then when you factor in, um, you know, the, the sort of overall cost of running them and, and producing content through them, it actually works out a lot cheaper because you're not having to do as much post-processing. I mean, you know, if you think about the amount of recoloring people do trying to take away the green from a green screen, if you've, even that alone is, um, is a massive cost saving. So I think it really is the future and um, it's, it's going to be uh, more widely utilized. Fascinating. So where, where, where can we send people to go and find out a bit more about your, 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 your tools? Sure. I mean, if you go to www.lightware.com, um, we have a training center on our website. Uh, so there's a lot of um, good, good sort of detailed training information, mm -hmm. particularly if you want to learn about HDR or HMI 2.0, DisplayPort 1.2. We've got some good material there that um, really, you know, ties this all together, really. Brilliant. Thank you very much, Felix. Thanks for your time. Uh, yeah, do check out all those solutions, and there's lots of them, as Felix says, at lightwear.com. Thanks also to Media Proxy for their support of Kit Plus TV, and thank you for watching. We'll see you next time.